everyone, and welcome to the inaugural episode of 90 Days on Fire. I am Reality Squad, and I am joined by my co-host, 90 Days of Drama. Hello, hello. Mommy Says Bad Words. Hey, hey, hey. And Tote the Memes. Hello. We are so excited to launch this podcast. And just to give you guys an idea of what the episodes are going to look like, we're going to take kind of the three to four to five, however many uh, dramatic moments in the episodes that we want to talk about that's been talked about online. And we're just going to give our viewpoint. So a little bit of recap, a little bit of opinion, and that's going to be what the format is going to be for this show. So... To start off with, we're going to cover Season 5, Episode 5 of Happily Ever After called Drive Me Crazy Like a Roulette Wheel. So first I wanted to talk about Asuelu's behavior because that really seems to be taking the internet by storm. A lot of people have a lot of opinions about the way he's behaving uh, towards Kalani, his behavior towards his children, towards his in-laws. So what is your take on the whole debacle? Well, let me just say that I feel played. Like, Asuelo was so sincere. And to be honest, I think the first time that we saw him, I kind of felt bad. I was like, why is the family making fun of him and everything? And then he did a full 180 this season to call his wife a lying bitch. And then to have the audacity to tell Kehlani's mom, I can speak to her however I want. I think that was just really upsetting and that he'd rather play volleyball than be there for the kids. And then for his own son's birthday party, that he would throw a fit that seems even more childish than his own children. I just thought that was, it was over my head. Like it's so hard to even understand why he would do that, why he thinks that's okay. I was really rooting for Kehlani's dad to, you know, uh, use his fists to explain how he felt about that. (laughs) I'm like, you know, they've already try to physically or to verbally talk to him. Kehlani's mom is like, you don't speak to my daughter like that. And his like, doesn't respect them. And so I feel like at that point, maybe if he has a Samoan man to a Samoan man, mm-hmm. kind of an ordeal, then maybe that could change him. I don't know. One of the things that I was reading online is that some people took issue with the fact that Kalani's father, I I forget his name, but he um, talks a lot about using his fists to solve problems and people have been critical about about him for that. Uh, To me, I I don't think that he would actually get into a physical altercation. I'm just assuming that I don't know him. But Mm -hmm. I think if you saw anyone talk to your child or a loved one that way... I think anybody would would feel those same emotions, you know? Uh, drama, what did you think? A lot of people have been giving Asuelu a pass because he talks very childlike and he claims to not communicate well in English. But when he is lashing out, I've noticed that he speaks very clearly. What Do you think that he is more versed on the English language than he lets on? You know, I think there's definitely a communication barrier there going on. There's his vocabulary. It's not like he's Webster, you know, he probably has 10 words that he can can say to express his feelings. Um, A lot of people are saying that he has a a mind capacity of a 
a four-year-old. I mean, that's what Kalani said in the episode, you know, with him hiding in his room, not coming out and, and choosing to play video games. And, and there's been plenty of times where Kalani has tried to reach out to him um, by saying, Hey, is there, is there anything else you want to say to me as in, as you know, apologize. And like she says, it's almost like, it's typical of their relationship for him to sweep things under the rug, but I don't feel that that's his, that's what he means to do. It's almost like he doesn't know how to express himself and he gets frustrated, not only because he doesn't know how to express himself, but because people around him aren't understanding the way he's feeling. I I totally agree. Mommy, I want to ask you because another thing people have been commenting on online is that, Asuelu seems to have like a disdain for Kalani that he, he doesn't seem to ha- show her any affection. Um, when she referenced having a date night, he kind of was like, didn't really care about that. Do you think he's even in love with her anymore? That's a good question. I don't know. I, part of me thinks that it's a cultural thing. Um, I don't know anything about Samoan culture, but it kind of seems like dates and romance aren't part of the norm. So it could just be that's what he grew up with with his family. So that's all he knows. Or yeah. he's just tired of seeing her face every day and tired of the kids and tired of being nagged because he doesn't do anything all day. That's a really toss up. I don't know which one it is to be perfectly honest. We, we have to remember that He's, he's in his early 20s. I don't think that he was ever prepared to be a husband, let alone a father. So, you know, in his mind, you know, maybe in Samoan culture, you have your children, you have your wife, and your wife does everything for you. Maybe back home, uh, his mom does everything for him. So he has a lot of growing up to do and a lot of learning for sure. Absolutely. Uh, Part of me feels like he met a very beautiful, voluptuous woman while she was on vacation. Oops, got her pregnant. I don't feel like his intention was ever to leave Samoa. And I think that if things didn't work out between them, he would happily go back. So we will see what happens. I also agree with you, Tote, that he got a very good edit the first time around and we all you know I remember thinking why is Colini so hysterical about her being pregnant again and now (laughs) Colini's having the most epic I told you so moment because his true personality I think is coming out this time around let's move on oh go ahead Part of me does wonder if that was a TLC edit in the beginning or if maybe that was how Oswego was. Maybe he was in love and he just thought that it was going to be this really because she was on vacation. And so when I'm on vacation, I think my personality is different than when I'm, you know, at my nine to five job and dealing Mm -hmm. with day to day stress. And so I wonder if maybe that was his image of Kehlani and coming from where he came from, maybe things were more simple. And so he thought that's how it was going to be forever. And then he comes to America, realizes that being a father entails a lot more than what it does possibly in Samoa. And so I wonder if maybe that plays a big part in it too. Even though I do think TLC editing plays a big part in many things, I think that this may have just been Oswego's change. 
Asuelu's condoms are for slut people. I mean, what's up with all these cats that that don't use condoms? I mean, I know. You know, they're for slut people after all. (laughs) I'm a slut people. So moving on, I think one of the couples that has the internet abuzz is Andre and Libby. Partially because we just can't believe what comes out of both of their mouths. And because there seems to be a lot of fraud or them playing up these storylines more. So, um, Drama, I wanted to come to you because you actually did some research on Moldova and the culture. And do they, are they really energized times too? Do women really uh, listen double? <laughs> right. I've been using that word a lot lately to my toddler. And so you listen double and she just... He totally ignores me, which is, you know, fine, I guess. (laughs) Well, I want to say, you know, Andre, you didn't have to go all the way to Moldova just to hear your friends say the same things as your in-laws, you know. Um, Well, Moldovan culture is is gender equality is a big issue. Um, Unequal sharing of work and family responsibilities. Women adopt uh, fairly traditional roles within the home. They cook, they clean, they sometimes, um, unfortunately, used as a personal punching bag. Domestic violence is very widespread, um, often unquestioningly accepted, unfortunately, and rarely have any consequences. So... You know, that that might have a lot to do with Andre's attitude and uh, just the way he is in general. I mean, he definitely sounds like makes himself out to be a very chauvinistic jerk. But mm-hmm. what surprises me the most is that his father is completely different. And his father yeah. seems to be a very sweet, understanding man. So not sure what's, what's going on there. One of the things... Um that people have been talking about a lot too is that Andre doesn't work. He's lazy, blah, blah, blah. I have a little bit of a different take because he's unlike Asuelu. He seems to be a pretty active parent. Uh, He, we see him in pictures online with, with his daughter. He's staying at home, which is no small feat. Um, I, Libby works for his, her dad, so obviously Chuck is the real breadwinner in their marriage. Do you think mm-hmm. it's unfair for people to be so critical of him not working? Mommy, what do you feel about that? I feel like the only reason he's a parent is because he doesn't want to go out and work. He went through, uh, how many thousands of dollars was it that Chuck spent on the trucking school? He went through all of that, spent all that money, and for what? Because it's not how glamorous he thought it was. Like, I don't, I don't know if he thought he was going to have a hall of supermodels back there feeding him grapes rather than staying in his stinky cabin and, you know, taking a piss in bottles every four hours. But he's only being a dad because he doesn't have any other option. I think if he found a job that was doing what he wanted to do on his schedule he would not pay that little girl any attention. He does it partly, I think, for show. I mean, camera stop rolling. I'm pretty sure if there was a hidden camera, you'd really see how lazy he is. 
But what about his tool belt and <laughs> and I mean literally tool, but uh, he's always in that tool belt. He's, he's always fixing furniture or or not fixing, but you know, setting up furniture for the he, camera. <laughs> Personally, I think that he. I have a different take. I think that he's a good parent. I think that he is there for his daughter. I just think that he definitely has this sense of if the diapers need to be changed, that's Libby's thing. If, you know, if it's time to feed the family and the daughter, that's Libby's issue. But when it comes to playing with his daughter, being an active parent, um, you know, maybe when she's older, if they're still together, when it comes to her dating that I think he would take an active role in that. But I think he has a very chauvinistic, I don't know how to say that word, but sense of, okay. you know, that males are the dominant and that the women should do a lot more of the quote unquote menial work. And that's when he said, um, Libby, you should take example from my mother, you know, in Moldova <laughs> because she cooks and clean and, and, and touches the pee pee and also takes care of the kids. <laughs> all of that, all at the same time. <laughs> To me, I feel like Andre wants all the accolades and respect and admiration of being the head of household. But what he's failing to realize is what goes into that, which is being the main financial provider. Um, It's much more than being Bob the Builder, you know. (laughs) So the last thing I kind of wanted to touch on is I think a lot of people are really questioning the authenticity of their storyline. People seem to think that Andre gets along much better with uh, Libby's family than is portrayed. Tote, do you think this is an authentic storyline? I wish I did. I think that there's authentic parts in it in that I think that some of the dynamics between Andre and Libby are real. I do think that he still has this very alpha, no, I'm superior than you are just because of the way I was born versus I don't think though that they have as many conflicts as are portrayed but I I can see them getting very heated and all these arguments but I think that to a degree he gets along with you know with his in-laws I don't understand why Chuck would pay a penny if the way that we see Andre is truly how they are I understand that Libby's his daughter but I think you know, has expressed so many times since the first time we've seen them on TV that he has to draw the line somewhere, but he hasn't yet. And he just, and then he decides to pay an ungodly amount of money for their wedding in Moldova on a month's notice. Like that doesn't, that doesn't seem real. I wonder too, because they all have arrests. Maybe they're trying to come on the show to be like, we're not the bad guy. That's Andre to kind of shift that view. Right. Yeah, it's a family full of mugshots for sure. (laughs) Um, Let's kind of switch gears to a classic couple, Colt, Debbie, and whoever Colt's sister wife is at the time, or Debbie's sister wife is, I should say. Uh, This was so bizarre to me, Debbie going on Colt's bang trip. This was uh, the one hotel room. I, I just, I can't. No, I mean, please, please, what, what's going on? <laughs> who does that? Who goes to another country to visit the girl that he's been banging for however long and brings his mommy? Why? 
that's gross. And then you're going to be in the same room. And, and Jess is right. She's like, hey, if we go, she's going to hear us because she's right there. Do you think Debbie's just going to listen to them have sex? Hell no. Oh she's going to come pounding on the door. And you shut the fuck up. I'm tired. I need to get some sleep. <laughs> it's like, why would you put yourself in that position? Even more, who is going to get hard for that? If he seriously uh. physically get prepared to have sex with Jess with his mom 200 feet away, he might be therapist like right fucking now because that's just nasty. And I feel bad for Jess. I feel so horrible for that poor girl. Oh, she needs a hug. I'm actually glad that you said that because to me, Jess is a kind of, I think, a troublemaker a little bit. Um, oh, Oh, I like her. Don't get me wrong. But the over... PDA in front of uh, Debbie, um, the constant mentions of having sex when uh, she's basically like picking at Debbie when Debbie's trying to lay down. Um, I think she's a little bit of an instigator. Drama, do you do you agree? Do you have a different take? You know, just thinking about how gross that scene was. <laughs> oh, I mean, why was Deb in the back seat to begin with? Put her in the front and then make out yeah, without yeah. making the rest of us want to puke, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's that's something that I've never had to experience, fortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but um she it's it was a little bit strange for me to to hear them speaking of sex and and making out with the with extreme PDA in front of in front of mother Debbie I mean I felt for Debbie at that point like what are you guys doing sticking your tongue down each other's throat in front of me Debbie's already to begin with you know don't don't get her blood pressure going curse words comes out (laughs) I think too I mean we see people that are really awesome travelers like Kenneth who just gets so jazzed up for road trips. Uh-huh. I am like a Debbie. I, I, I went to Ireland for my honeymoon. I could not wait to get to the hotel and go to bed. So I really felt for her there. And then when you're already tired and you're sitting in a car and you're watching your, your I almost said boyfriend, oh, <laughs> common misunderstanding, your son, <laughs> And his girlfriend just going at it. It's it's too much, too much. One of the the things that has been going on online, even before this season even aired, was the destruction of the relationship between Colt and Jess. Jess has accused Colt of spreading revenge porn. We know that they're not together. What What do you guys feel towards TLC with we know that this relationship has completely crumbled. I wonder, um, I wonder, Tote, how do you feel? Do, do they still expect them to pertain to their NDAs to not speak out about this when we've seen months ago that all this drama went down? I think that Larissa is at a point where she just wants to steer clear of everything until she can get her green card. So if that means that, She has to play it nice. I mean, we watched her say on TV, I miss Colt. And that just seems like a statement that you would only say if you had a gun to your head. So I don't (laughs) really understand what's going on with that. But especially after he leaked nudes of her and, you know, Mm -hmm. supposedly beat her up several times. I just, 
is it doesn't add up. Um, I personally would be back home with my kids and apologizing, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just, it's baffling to me with the Cole and, and Jess situation. I do want to bring up that if you guys remember, it was Colt that instigated the kissing. Jess wasn't the one that leaned over to start kissing. Colt first said, come here. And then they started Ooh. making out. And I was like, oh, you're right. You're right. How do you do that in front of your mom? I'm afraid to so hold gross. my boyfriend's hand in front of my mom. I don't know. Well, I'm <laughs> yeah. not that extreme, but yeah. cultural differences. I just, that was so weird to me. And he knows how Debbie is. He knows that she gets jealous of any time that, you know, Colt is giving anyone attention other than her. So do you I think, think that Colt is a troublemaker? Do you think that, you know, Colt gets off of that, you know, yeah. making oh, Debbie feel. Oh my God. Yes. yes. And then he had the audacity to say, Debbie embarrasses me. Like, no, Colt, you embarrass all of us. I don't, <laughs> and I don't even know you. <laughs> One thing that I, I've noticed on social media, you know, there's this, other person Vanessa who is throwing a wrench into the wheel of the Jess Colt relationship apparently they're just friends they banged once didn't work out um lies Debbie seems to really like Vanessa and she hated Jess and she hated Larissa drama what is your take on why does she like Vanessa why and how is Colt <laughs> getting all of this booty? Right? Oh my god, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's my question, but that's I guess that's not important right now. Um, you know, Vanessa That's her name, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Vanessa seems like seems a lot different from Larissa and Jess. Uh, her attitude is different. Her character just, she just comes off more calm and, mm-hmm. and less um, intimidating. I could, you know, I would say if that's the right word. Um, so maybe Debbie doesn't feel as threatened by, by her, by Vanessa uh, mm-hmm. versus, versus, versus uh, Jess, because the way that she described Jess was almost like she wishes she was voluptuous and and pretty little thing, you know? That was so creepy to me when she mm. called her, what, like a pretty little girl, very Ugh. voluptuous. I was like, ew. Right. And then she <laughs> lingered. That was the best part. They just kept videoing Col- or, uh, <laughs> Debbie. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you wonder if they've ever mm, shared same interests. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, I'm going to vomit. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> well, I just, I, <laughs> this, Larissa, for the comedic effect, I could watch all day. Yeah. But then to know that with her on the show, that means we have to watch Colt. Mm. It's so Eric? cringy. And Eric. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't Barbie. forget, Eric gave me serious serial killer vibes. <laughs> Yeah, I've been calling season. him Baby Bundy ever since the first yeah. time he came on. I took one look at him and I was like, Baby Bundy, and that's all I will call him because yeah. he just looked like, hey, it's nice to meet you. You want to go back behind here so I can cut you up and eat you a little bit? Like, <laughs> no, thank you. Well, I mean, he's in the top 10% of creators on OnlyFans. Oh, <laughs> put it away and keep it there. There was a meme mm-hmm. out there with him um, – and a picture with that that extra large king size pillow. That was me. I think oh, that, that was, was mommy's meme. That was hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> like, why 
why do you have to have a king size pillow on top of you? We know that it's not like that. A throw pillow would well compensate for what you're lacking. A like toddler pillow. Size, seriously. Good. That's the same big truck ego complex, I think. Oh, <sighs> for sure. Okay. We have to talk about Paul. <sighs> First of all, he I have to give a shout out to Paul for probably being the longest standing cast member that's consistently being filmed aside from like probably David and Annie on pillow talk. OG Paul. OG Paul. And he, he is reinventing his cringiness every season. (laughs) And I'm, I'm truly impressed. Um, I have, I have to get your opinions on, Mother Paul not even giving him a key to the house. <laughs> Mommy, boss. <laughs> yeah, what is your take on that? She she doesn't even want him in her house because she knows he won't leave. It's like, oh, I made a meme about this too. It's like her expectations for him are itty bitty, and his expectations for himself are so big. And she's like, I'm not letting you in because, well, he like just moved. I mean, when he had his little stint in Brazil, Mm -hmm. but before then he's been living with his mama his whole life and he's 35. She knows if he goes in, he is not coming back out. And then she's got to be stuck with two adults and a baby and God knows what her husband's like. I just think that she would go nuts if he was in the house. I don't blame her. I, I have a suspicion there's maybe been some theft on Paul's part in his parents home because it just seems a little bit beyond um just him her fearing that he won't leave I think that she is protecting her belongings her home I I I, that's just the feeling that I get what do you think drama I think Mary's trying to check up and see if she had renewed her fire insurance first (laughs) um I also think that it has a lot to do with uh, Father Paul. Um, we haven't seen him at all. I know that early on, um, he, Paul mentioned that he disagreed with the relationship uh, between him and Karini. So it might have a lot to do with, with his father not accepting Karini and therefore not accepting the baby. And Mary's kind of just in the middle and she's trying to to row this boat in uncharted uncharted waters and and trying to be a good mother to Paul and at the same time trying to be a good wife to to her mm-hmm. husband and you know she's she's right in the middle of it all I mean I feel for her so much I do I feel for Mary too I, I what always gets stuck in my head is the image of her just sweating her ass off in Brazil you know, when your son's such a loser, <laughs> and I hate to use that word about people, but Paul is just, he's, so Karini's, I think, 24-ish around there. Paul's 35. What? He's 35. Together. And it's, um, it's just, I think she's just sick of his shit. <laughs> yeah. I think we're all sick of his shit. Yeah. I mean, we're sick of it, but he is comic gold. I mean, poop water, running away like a duck who's about to shit his <laughs> pants. I mean, g- the tampon thing was probably the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. 
I could hardly handle that. I was so uncomfortable when he started talking about pearls and diamonds. And I I didn't even screenshot that because I just didn't want that on my phone. (laughs) I I work in a grocery store. And I think the day after that, I was at work and I saw this guy with his cart and he walked into the aisle where all the pads and the tampons are very quickly walked in, grabbed one through in his cart and quickly got out. And I was like, that is not how Paul approached the scene. That is how I wish Paul approached the scene. Oh my God. <laughs> no, Paul got the pharmacist's recommendations. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> it honestly makes you wonder, like, he doesn't know how we, okay, I know he's a guy and there's certain things guys don't really understand. But it's like, why do you have to use a visual to show how tampons work? Like you, you made a baby, supposedly <laughs> two babies. Like, did you have trouble finding it the first time? Cause it, I seem like, I feel like, you know, it's not like a one shot deal. Like he's got to try to maneuver for a good 15 minutes before anything happens. <laughs> and it just, it makes you wonder like, why, why would anybody let you do that to them? Well, we all know what Karini's preference is. No wings. <laughs> no wings. Oh, yeah. Information I needed to know. That goes but, right on the same list as like what my pilot's name is. Just things that I never need to know. By the way, <laughs> Karini, Karini, just talking about her, I feel so bad for that girl. I mean, she just looks stressed. New mama, stress, breastfeeding, no family, no help, not even support from Paul's parents. How... You know, she's got to just be going through something. It really got me seeing her in that hotel room telling Paul to leave. And her, you could see tears coming down her eyes. I just really felt for her. She said, you're no good husband, Paul. (laughs) I think that pretty much summed it up. I think she can't stand him. Mm -hmm. I don't know how, I I mean, I'm pretty sure I believe the rumors that she's pregnant. So there's something there. But I, I just, I don't get it. The other, speaking of the grocery shopping scene, buy five, save five. Buy five, save five. It's a promotion. <laughs> buy five, save five. Tote, let's go back to you. As Okay, so for me, with diapers and wipes, you know, everything that goes into being a parent, I get it. I, I would buy five, save five. Mm-hmm. But I kind of feel like, now we know why all of his living spaces that he's lived in looks like a mess, like hoarders, because I think he's never met a sale he didn't take advantage of. What are your thoughts, Tote? I think that that is exactly like him. And one thing that confuses me, and maybe it's just the store I work at, but when there's a sale, you don't have to buy five in order to save. You can buy one and save one. You can buy two and save two. There's no need to buy five and save five, especially when you don't have much money. So, I mean, I wanted to look more into that. Like, are you at Kroger? What store is this? You know, let's see if you actually understand what a sale is. And if he doesn't, that's a little even more disappointing. But it goes with the ones here are actually like you have to it's not going to work unless you buy all five and then you save. So, Hmm. I mean, I'm down South and I'm closer, close ish to him. (laughs) So I'm sure we probably have some of the same chains and I know a lot of them here, like buy 10, save 10, Hmm. but you gotta buy all 10. I couldn't disagree with anything he said. Like we're going to use it. Okay. Yeah, I get it. Um, Hmm. But you know, I don't think Karini understands, um, 
in a, in America, we're not afraid to go into debt. We're not afraid to spend money we don't have. So for her, like, no, we don't have the money. And Paul's like, no, it's okay. Bye five, save five. I think for her, it's like, can we, can we buy none and, and, and get a better car or a, a place right. to live in? Oh, okay. So just to wrap them up, the first trailer that they toured that looked like a crime scene <laughs> that that had to have been i mean the the realtor that was even showing it to them was like oh doesn't have a wall for the bathroom doesn't have running oh. water it, i was like this is a joke right <laughs> you could smell it from the oh you could smell it like you look at the tv and it just place smells like roach shit and oh i didn't oh. I was like, this has to be cued for like demo or something. I I just couldn't believe there was like a dirty mattress in there. And I just, I could like feel the bed bugs climbing out of my computer screen. (laughs) So gross. I think with Paul is he feels that if this is better than a wooden hut, meaning if there is at least (laughs) drywall up and you don't see the inside of your house from the outside of your house, then we're all good. Running water, mm, not so much. <laughs> you can see the videos though, where it seems he made a cameo, and in that cameo, it looks like Paul and Karini went with that camper, the RV. Oh, no. oh yeah, I saw that as well. <gasps> that RV, I mean, s- some people, that's totally fine for some people. Some people live in RV. You know, David wants to retire and live in an RV. So, I mean, I think Karini expected obviously something different um but i i definitely know people that that they want to be able to pick up and move and see the world but for paul it's like this is all i can afford oh (laughs) i have to rent the land for 500 a month and who knows how much that rv costed a month i just feel like financially they could have found like let's say it's what another 350 a month i just feel for 850 maybe they could have actually had a home yeah yeah you definitely could. Renting houses, especially in the South, is not expensive. Like, you can get a really decent place for under $1,000 a month. Exactly. But we know he's cheap, but, dude, that place, no, <laughs> you can tell it's been a crack den. Like, you don't know what, there's probably dead animals in there, crack pipes, bed bugs, roaches, might I mean, be a dead body somewhere. Think about it, think about it, too. You know, he, he's obviously doesn't have the funds to keep them in a nice hotel so as a man and I'm surprised Paul's even concerned about providing a roof over his family's head but you know he's 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 in the the going the right direction and wanting to provide a roof over his family but you know his choices obviously isn't isn't great but it also reflects on on money and one of the things that has been running through my head, and I know she came over on a spousal visa, so I know it's different than the K-1 visa, but I have to believe, um, and anyone listening, reach out to us to let us know if you know, um, that there has to be some sort of sponsor, financial sponsorship involved. They both would have to have some sort of government assistance. 
Yes. And with the K-1 visa, that's not something that you, the person sponsoring has to be responsible. So I'm wondering if Paul's parents are in any way liable for them. I just, it's running through my mind that I cannot believe they are making it without some sort of social assistance. But at the same time, I wonder if that's different for the, the spousal visa. Does anyone have any idea? You make a really good point. Everybody's always wondering, how does Broke Paul, how is Broke Paul able to sponsor Karini and pay for the paper process? Because that's, that's a lot of money. Does anybody know how much that costs in total? Well, yeah, I have uh, several questions because I know you, you are 10 years, you're financially responsible for them. But then we saw that Colt was able to pull his affidavit of support. So mm-hmm. I guess that's possible too. There's things that I, I guess I just didn't think were possible that we're seeing play out on the show. And, you know, when you are utilizing, you know, government resources, they they really heavily try to discourage that with the immigration process. I know when my grandfather immigrated, he he had to he he was not allowed to apply for welfare or anything like that. This was decades ago though, so I don't know things could change, but I it just I'm so curious as to what they're allowed to take advantage of as as far as social programs. I actually don't even think that they're on any assistance only because think about how much money they make from cameo from good point good point as far as i know i hope to god neither one of them has an only fans that would be repulsive but i mean think of how many cameos they have to do and the fan bound and the products i mean some of those things like the poop tea that's like a thousand dollars a post so the, the teamy, the, is that how it's pronounced? Teamy? Yep. Uh, teamy, I, teamy, oh, I don't know. I just call it poop tea. Because <laughs> there's poop tea and then there's poop water, which is also attributed to Paul. So. Yeah, yeah, he's just shitty everywhere. Wasn't there something about Karini wanting to make an OnlyFans? And, and I remember Paul. I think so. Idea. Yeah. Because yeah. also I was thinking like, my God, they would be able to qualify for some low-income housing or something, Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. that was better than, you know, what we saw. So that was just thoughts that I had regarding them. But Paul, we're going to talk about Paul again at the end of the episode, because, you know, he's very active on social media right now, deleting, posting, deleting, and posting. Not before we screenshot. Right. <laughs> That's what I, when will these cast members learn? We're hot. We will get the info. You cannot. I, I think Brittany pulled that Yazan post so fast, but it's like, no. that's going to live on forever. One of the things social, you know, social media drama that's going on is Paul, who loves to violate his NDA, it seems, and they just haven't fired. They just let him do it. It's so funny. He posted on his Instagram story about how Karini calls him a terrible father. He ha- All he does is buy her designer clothes and video games. He doesn't spend any money on himself. And then he quickly, and, and then he referenced her maybe being in the hospital. I don't know if you guys caught that too. And yeah. people, you know, 
and then he deleted it. What drama, what did you think of that? Um, I think Paul is a good person and he means well. And mm-hmm. I can see him not, I can see him taking away from himself to give to Karini. I mean, I've seen him bring Karini over suitcases filled with unicorns and, <laughs> and fluffy <laughs> shoes. And, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I think he's a good father in his own. What? I, I want, I want to give him credit because, you know, he is a good father to Pierre you see him wanting to take over diaper changes you see him always asking Karini if she's okay if she needs anything I mean a little bit overboard with a bombardment in your face type of thing (laughs) but he he is he cares for her a lot and I could see that he truly does love her what constitutes designer clothes to Paul I like tags on (laughs) <laughs> not goodwill yeah i i was like nothing should look like gucci or chanel to me but i don't know <laughs> maybe Only that's just... down one time yeah um one of kyle on the cray cray podcast goes you know he's like if karina's karini's playing uh video games all day it's probably animal crossing Oh my what God, my God. what video games do you think Karini plays? Do you think she's a Grand Theft Auto type of girl? Is no. she a Call of Duty? <laughs> Mar- Mario Kart. Okay, my- she probably plays that my daughter plays. So Animal Crossing, Mario Kart. Yeah. Yeah, that's a- she she's totally playing- plays what my daughter does. She's playing Sims World. She's building up her world. <laughs> in there. She's getting herself a brand new house. Well, I, I'm certainly glad that Paul is back. He does definitely give us a lot of meme fodder. So I know we're all super appreciative of that. We love you, Paul. We love you, you, Paul. Come on our show. Do an interview with us, please. Oh, yes. <laughs> do it. You want to do it. Do it. Yeah. So that wraps up our hot take on this episode of Happily Ever After. We are so appreciative for you guys tuning in to listen. Thank you so much. We Thank you guys. It. We love you. Make sure you follow <laughs> us on Instagram at 90 Days on Fire Podcast. And from there, you can um, follow us all each individually as well. Yeah, yeah. Have a good one, you guys. Take care. Bye.